MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head on over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our relaunch merch store when you get all of your favorite SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. DeGenerinos and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 165. This is, this went out to a couple of our, our fans who uh, gave us five-star reviews, which we appreciate. Appreciate Irish Dave and Mr. Kurtz. Thank you for the five-star reviews. Rather than drilling our – you're our guest, so, um, listeners, uh, we shouldn't be telling you every week to give us five-star reviews, so instead we'll, we'll just reward people that do. How's that? That that's my way of asking for reviews. So, thank you for those people for giving us reviews, and I agree, we really are the greatest and worth five stars. So, who are we though? You may ask. I am one of the hosts here, Jeff Chalks Fox, the Chalky, one of the duo, um, here to break down another UFC event coming to us this Saturday. I wanted to say Friday, but no, we already did our Friday picks for you last episode. If you want to go back, you can hear our picks for a couple of regional events coming going down on Friday. But no, this is our the usual Saturday UFC going from the down from the UFC Apex this week. We're going to break down. So I'm the chalky one now. My more risky, uh, less risk averse uh, co-host. He's known as the Gumby God. Let's bring him into the into the fray here. His name is Daniel Vreeland. Hello. Hey. Speaking of our uh, hey. our, our uh, Tuesday or our yeah our Tuesday show comes out on no yeah. comes out on Monday. Monday it comes out on Monday Monday yeah. uh, where I predicted all the odds did you see they posted odds for some of those you, you Actually, nailed of so many of them you, yeah you the, nailed like uh, you're you're always way off on one some for some reason but and you nail all the others it seems yeah B- the Bunes fight the Bunes versus Cruz fight uh from LFA I messed up real bad I was like Bunes might be a slight underdog or like even money uh but I like him anyway and apparently the books like him too he's negative three hundred. But the one that stuck out to me that I missed slightly that I was pretty into is I thought uh, Adrian Guzman fighting Devin Brock would be about even money or even a slight favorite plus 155. So maybe that's the play of the whole show. So go back and uh, listen to those breakdowns if you'd like. But otherwise, just enjoy uh, LFA and Fury FC and those picks I just told you about. Yep, there you go. So make sure you go back to episode 164 for those because you definitely want to get in some the gen action on a on a friday night of course so all right um we're going to break down the ufc for you ufc one not i want to give it a number i guess it may be a number it's actually ufc and espn dos anjos versus fiziev aka ufc es ufc and espn 39 aka what else do we want to call it ufc vegas 58 do you want to call it anything else dan i like vegas 58 yeah, it's, it's it's short and sweet, and that's what I will be calling it on the articles that I write on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh, website, where I will be breaking down this fight. I'll be doing a write-up on it, but um, picks don't usually change from what I tell you on the podcast. A few of my picks have changed since I 
listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast, which probably isn't a smart thing to do because I tend to have more success here than you, Dan. So <laughs> I really shouldn't let myself be swayed, but you're persuasive. But isn't, isn't a lot of your success just reeling in the the breakdowns that I give you and deciding how much of it you like? Um, maybe yeah maybe i am an editor uh by uh by profession so yes maybe i just edit the edit dan's nonsense spit out the nonsense keep keep the good stuff so maybe i didn't change but but it helped like solidify maybe some of my picks is is more what i'm saying is uh dan on his other his other family the top turtle podcast uh did some breakdowns interviewed courtney casey interviewed uh, i'm gonna remember who you interviewed other oh I want to say David Onama, but it wasn't him. Uh, you interviewed. That's really random. I had an interview scheduled with David Onama before he got yeah. pulled pulled from his fight. Uh, and then I, so I was like, it's all right. We can just do it when you get a fight rebooked. And it got rebooked it. yesterday, which obviously we we don't have yes. time to like re, redo it from then. I, I remember you interviewed a guy named Chow. <laughs> Kai Chow Bohio. Yeah, my co-host. Oh. My co-host said Chow Bohio. He called him Chow multiple times, which I enjoyed. Because, yeah, uh, it's good. Uh, and, and guess who didn't rag on him? Dan didn't rag on him because Gumby I, only rags on me when I miss. It's, it, so. it's less There's funny like, when he does because he's got a pronunciation key usually. <laughs> but uh, there's going to be... Um, Plenty of opportunities for me to pronounce things correctly or incorrectly this week. So we got some interesting names. Um, it's uh, what's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, what twelve fights? I think we got eleven fights. Eleven fight card? No, we got David Onama now, so we're back up to twelve. Maybe not the most um, thrilling fight card on paper, but a lot of times those are the ones that come through as um, as massively ex- exciting cards. So, um, like I said, I was kind of flippy floppy, wishy washy on a few of my picks. I, I think I. I like where I landed on things now. So uh, this is uh, as our new, the new regular for us, this will be our uh, picks for all the prelim fights. So it looks like we were going to end up with seven and then we'll be back in your ears tomorrow or your ear holes or wherever you want to stick us tomorrow with the main card, our props, parlay, recommended plays, super fan jongs, hunger man jongs uh, picks, which we have a, someone made a very nice graphic for, which I'm sure you'll see on the SGPN MMA twitter feed very soon if you haven't already i guess you haven't had a chance to use it yet right because we haven't made picks for it yet no not yet <laughs> so there you go that that's something we're subscribing for right there so um and people i'm getting feedback people are enjoying the extra content we're tricking them down they think they get extra stuff from us but really well, I, I i guess we're putting a bit more yeah, it. yeah, yeah. There's so. there's more out there. It, it used to be the yeah. Sunday show. If we we couldn't find odds for a card, we we just do the recap. But true. now, if we can't find odds, we make them. It's true, and he's very damn good at making it. So perhaps he's got another profession. Uh, if uh, people see through all his crappy picks on this podcast, maybe Dan can be a a lines maker. Plus seven hundred last week, by the way. It's true. He <laughs> hit a plus seven hundred. That's why he's gonna be god. He hit a plus seven hundred pick. All right, uh, let's get into this card first. Win? No, not W Y N. I'm talking about win uh, Las Vegas. W Y N. Then make sure to get down on the wins. Bet fifty dollars. Win two hundred dollar promotion, where fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets and the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet five hundred dollars or more on sports or casino before July thirty first. So you got three weeks. A little over three weeks and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football 
Draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Share conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Should I move on to Sleeper? I feel like I may cough because I'm still a little under the weather. Or not, let's do it. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product and like anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. Any reason we are all excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join your my buddies contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. As I take a swig of water, stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Dez is going to make some picks. And while he's making picks, I'm going to run and get a, another thing of water. All right, Dan. All right. Dan. All right. So, so, so that means I got to stall a little bit while he runs around. So uh, while I have your candid uh, audience here, uh, I'm going to tell you to go pick on Sleeper on the 7th, which would be tomorrow. If you're listening to this the day that it comes out, I'm going to take Max Freed in the over on strikeouts on the Cardinals. Freed has been hot lately. The Braves have been hot lately. Uh, while the Cardinals don't strike out a ton and actually have the three highest uh, guys in baseball reference war, uh, you know, like Max Fried in his last five games has struck out at least six and uh, four out of five and at least eight and three out of those five. So uh, go get in on Max Fried's over on strikeouts in his Jeff back. I'm back in his Braves again. You and your Braves. I like Max Fried. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. So take that Max Fried pick. Go to your mobile phone. Join your listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms, conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I may as well tell you about the merch store now that I'm not going to cough. We've relaunched the SGPN merch store. Tons of awesome gear from your favorite shows. SGPN shows, of course, like ours. Here's your G to go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and buy some gear. Rep the show. Rep the network. <coughs> as I cough. I don't feel sick, but of course the cough is going to be there now that I'm recording. It's not like Moonoff did a few weeks ago on the MLB gambling podcast, but they're, they're big shoes to fill. All right. I already told you what event we're breaking down for you. It is going down Saturday, July 9th from UFC Apex. Of course, uh, as per usual, um, I don't have a start time for you because I always forget to look up a start time. Just like, um, once again, just like an MLB gambling podcast thing where um, where Malcolm forgets to break down the Mets, even though he's, now that I mentioned it, he's, he's uh, remembering to do it now. So it's no fun for me. All right. It's uh, this a, looks it's like a this, 6 p.m. start time. It's 6 p.m. Thank you. 6 p.m. Eastern for the prelims. And they are on something with ESPN at the beginning, I believe. ESPN 2 and ESPN Plus. And then we got what, 8 o'clock or 9, I think I saw it. 9 o'clock Eastern main card on the big ESPN and ESPN. PM plus um, those cards you, used to be stacked, but I, I don't, I guess you wouldn't really call this a stack card, but nonetheless, this is even Jong isn't uh super fan Jong and the SGPN Slack isn't super stoked for this card, but 
it doesn't matter. We're good jazz, and we're going to make money on it regardless. Yeah, that's true. And and I will say there, there's a couple of pretty good fights in here too, um, including is, yeah. including the first one we're going to talk about. That it's a damn good fight. This is not not for the casual this card, but um, you should watch it regardless. You can make money. Plus, um, a lot of these we have a lot of fun up and comers and and uh, potential for violence. Hashtag violence, blood. All right, you talk about this bantamweight fight, Ronnie Lawrence and. Said Yokob Kakramanov. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I, I love this fight. Because the name's Kak Romanov. Is that why? No, because I really wanted you to mess up saying Said Yokob Kakramanov, but you didn't. No? <laughs> you're not going to say I love Kakramanov? I'm a big fan of Said Yokob. You're not going to say that for me? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, fine. I wanted to get a good sound bite, but I didn't. All right. We're going to talk with him first. Kakramanov. He's from where, Dan? Uh, I believe he's Uzbek, if I'm not mistaken. He's from Uzbekistan. Uzbekian. Uzbekian. All right. He's 9-2, and two, three knockouts, four submissions. He's one and on the UFC via submission. He's won three straight fights, all via finish. He was the Cage Fury champ, 0-1 PFL. He used to fight at featherweight, inch-reach on Lawrence, three years younger. Uh, positive strike differential of 1.64. So that if you haven't listened to this before, that's a new, not a new stat, but a new uh, stat that I just started tracking. Um, meaning he outstrikes his opponent in the UFC 1.64 strikes per minute, uh, but that's only based off of one fight. This stat is tracking fighters who have a better career striking differential than their opponent are winning 68% of the time uh, since I started tracking a few events ago. Still very small sample size, but that's you know a pretty decent number, 68%. So something we will. continue continue to track and keep an eye on because if it uh if it stays up at that percentage uh that will be a key determinant at least for me to to pick fights it makes sense a fighter that's more that lands more than than they get landed on uh wins wins more fights um than their opponent makes more sense so all right lawrence as i clumsily tell you about that let's talk about lawrence the heat eight and one four knockouts never been finished in a fight two and oh in ufc one and oh in contender series that's part of a five fight winning streak Oh, one in Bellator. That's where his only loss was in Bellator. Uh, 1.4 times more active landing strikes than Kakramanov. He also has a positive strike differential, slightly better than Kakramanov, uh, plus 1.92. So he almost outlands his opponent by two strikes per minute. He also has grappling on his side, at least stat-wise. Better grappling stats. Minus 135. He's got the bookies on his side as well. Does he um, have you I- on his side, Dan? Okay, am, am I leading it off? Uh, sure, I'll, you're my guest. I, I'll take Ronnie Lawrence in this one, uh, and I'm going to actually take him pretty confidently in this fight, too. Uh, while, while I like Sadiqob Krakramanov, and, and I really liked his debut fight against Trevin Jones, I, I just think that Ronnie Lawrence is, like, more of a complete package. And Ronnie Lawrence might be less exciting, because Krakramanov's got, like, you know, a little bit flashier knockout power in his hands. He's a little bit more daring on the mat going for submissions. But like, as we saw in Ronnie Lawrence, both in his contender series fight and both of his fights since then, he, he's just like, he does the, the very technical, very smart thing, right? All the time. Um, you know, like he looked a little shaky at the end of the fight with Mana Martinez, but that's just mostly because Mana Martinez, I think is wildly underrated and just like, I mean, like an absolute gamer at all times and like keeps himself in fights. But I think Krak Romanov is going to have like a tough time with the the wrestling of um, Ronnie Lawrence. Like you said, he's statistics wise, he's got a nice grappling advantage in there. I, I think here he's probably just going to 
take down Kakramanov enough to win these fights, uh, kind of grind him out, tire him out. Um, so I'm, I got Roddy Lawrence here. I have Roddy Lawrence as well. I think he's going to bring the heat in this fight, Dan. <laughs> what do you think of that? No, I, 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 yep. <laughs> That's an excellent breakdown. <laughs> yes. Uh, he, he's, I, I think he, he's more well-rounded than uh, Kakramanov. Um, a very good fighter. Um, decent power. Obviously uh, struck uh, struck out. I'm, t- I'm thinking baseball again. Knocked out half of his opponents. So let's go with Lawrence. Plus, I think Jong was like super all over him in the in the slack. Not that that's a a uh, determinant of of winning or not, but um, I, I think he was all in on him. Was he not? Yeah, and in although you haven't run that stat, you run almost any every stat. You I should. You should I run should. the stat about uh, percentage of fighters that win when Jong is quote unquote all over them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I should. I, I'll, I'll have to ask John. Uh, I'll have to audit his books first of all, and and see uh, exactly how he's doing on these picks. But um, he he does um, eat out a lot, so he must have some money from his winnings. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's not going hungry at the very least. So all right, moving on. Light heavyweights. Is that the next one? Yeah. Uh, Carl Rob- Roberson versus Kennedy and Zichuk Wu. Who who would have thought that Roberson would be the one that I mispronounced and not Zichuk Wu? But regardless, Baby K will do first. Carl Robertson, nine and five, two knockouts, four submissions, but knocked out once, submitted four times. So he's been finishing all of his losses by my math. Four and five in the UFC, lost three straight fights all via finish. So he's pretty much fighting for his his um, his UFC career here, or at least this this uh, portion of his UFC career. Losing four straight, especially if he loses via finish, um, probably get you the walking papers. Uh, his last win was November of 2019, so we're into the third year uh, since he's lost. Uh, since, excuse me, since he won a fight. He's fight at down at middleweight. He was 1-0 in the Contender Series. Striking stats are in his favor. Positive strike differential, a very small one of 0.33 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, plus 100. And Zichuku, the African Savage, 9-3 with six knockouts. One, he's been knocked out once, submitted once. 3-3 three and three in the UFC. He's lost two, two straight. So this may be a loser-leaves-home match here. If either, whoever loses this fight... Maybe getting we may be starting to fire them on Sunday because we make these these uh, decisions on the podcast. So he also was on the contender series. We went one low. Used to fight at heavyweight, four inches height, nine inches of reach. So you know who I'm picking. Uh, uh, two years younger, almost two times more active landing strikes, 1.8 to be exact. Slightly worse striking differential than Robertson, but right in the same range of plus 0.23. Minus 120 on Enzichiku. Uh, I have more trust in this card. A lot of my picks is who do I have less trust in, and I go against that person. Because there's there's a lot of fights where it's like, Ugh, do I really have to pick someone here? But uh, I'll take Enzichiku. Um, trust him more, like his power. Plus, um, if he keeps on the feet, what uh, nine inches of almost a foot and a half of uh, not quite, but um, nine inches of of reach. Pretty crazy, almost a foot of reach, we'll say three quarters of a foot of reach. So let's go with Enzichuku. Yeah, I also like Enzichuku as well, mostly just because, like, so first of all, he comes from Fortis, he's got a good game plan. And second of all, like, wh- while we're talking about him being on a two fight losing streak, I really think he he won that fight with Nick Nagumaranu. Uh, like, he he lost a point in the last round. And I thought that meant he was going to win three rounds to none and then just have a point taken away. So it was going to be 29-27. And somehow he lost a split decision. It was a real weird one um, to see judged that way. Like, I thought worst case scenario was a draw. And somehow two judges had it for Nagumaranu. So 
Yeah, like I, I like Zuchuku. I think you know, like, you know, you mentioned his record's not really great, but if you look at his losses, it's like you know the Nagumaranu fight that I didn't think he actually lost. He lost to Daun Jung and he lost to Paul Craig. Um, you know, the, there's really no shame in that. He's got great, great chin considering he's at light heavyweight. Like he took Carlos Alberg's best shots and then turned it around on Alberg. So like. I actually think Jujuku has probably got like a pretty bright future still. He's he's a young guy for light heavyweight too. Um, and yeah, I, I think ultimately Roberson's going to have a lot of trouble with that range. But uh, and Jujuku's got to get a win if he wants to still have a, a career in the UFC pretty much. Um, so uh, we're both picking him to win um, using the physical gifts to uh, get this uh, fight into the win column for himself. All right, this fight was just added. David Onama lost an opponent, but he found an opponent. Uh, and it's someone named Garrett Armfield. So uh, Mr. Armfield will be taking this on short notice. I forgot. I, there was not even odds for this last time I checked. Have you seen odds for it yet, Dan? I'm checking now as I, um, as I um, filibust here. I don't seem to see them. Give no. me a second. I'll, I'll keep no, digging. You, but you go ahead and keep yeah. Okay, and I'll see if I'm I'll break her down. I, I'm going to assume the short notice debutant in the UFC Armfield is going to be our a prohibited, as um, Malcolm would say, a prohibited uh, underdog here. He's eight and two, five knockouts, three submissions. We finished all of his opponents. He's submitted himself once. Like I said, short notice debut for him. He's the FAC champ um, coming into this fight. He's won three straight fights via finish because he's finished everyone. Uh, two years younger than Onama. Onama is the silent assassin. He's nine and one, six knockouts three submissions so he has finished everyone as well himself never been finished in a fight one won the ufc won his last fight via knockout used to fight up at lightweight he beat armfield uh in 2018 in an amateur fight that's of note he's four inches has four inches height and three inches of reach on armfield do we have a number dan i do not nope they don't appear to be posted yet give me a dan vreeland number and a pick then uh, so I, I, I think you're probably going to see these guys open around, I, I don't know if I had to guess Onama minus 275, maybe, maybe negative 300. Um, whereas Armfield will be like in the low 200 to plus 200, 230, 235, somewhere like that. Um, and, and I still like Onama. I, I will say this, like, you know, I, I recently wrote a column about which you should check out on the sports gambling podcast network, uh, sg.pn um yeah like i i think that a problem sometimes betters make is you can fall in love with a guy coming to the ufc and forget about him making short notice up a weight class like armfield's taking this on what three days notice we're recording here on wednesday he took it last night um on on tuesday so like armfield's taking this on short notice he's a bantamweight he's not a featherweight um and there's a lot to like about Garrett Armfield. I, I've been, I've had my eye on him as a prospect for a while. You know, that last fight in FAC was really nice. Um, he, he's kind of been fighting for those like Midwestern-y promotions for a while. I watched a really good one from him uh, in Shamrock, I think it was, that he was fighting in then. Um, like, he, he's really promising. He's got good wrestling. He's got pretty sharp striking. But the problem is he's up a weight class against a guy who's really tough. I mean, like, Onama's fought up at lightweight, for Christ's sakes. And the other thing I noticed about Armfield, if you like go back and watch his fights, is that when he advances forward and is like trying to land shots, his hands come down away from his face a little bit. And really against David Onama, a guy who just fucking lights people up, right? Like Onama is a has got absolute dynamite in his hands. Like that's a huge problem. 
Um, and like Armfield might be able to get some success in the wrestling department, but Onama, I mean like Onama stuffed Mason Jones enough to turn that into a tight fight. And that was him fighting a lightweight, not him fighting a bantamweight. So like, I, I like a lot about Armfield. I think he's going to have some success at 135 when he drops down after this fight. I just don't think David Onama is going to be the guy he has the success against. Yeah, uh, I will be taking Onama as well. You said what? You said minus 275. You think we're going to get him at around? Yeah, I, I would I say I, I bet below negative 300 would be my guess. Okay. Um, But like probably pretty close to it. All right. Late. Uh, if you want to know the stats, late replacement fighters. 100 and, based on 179 fights. So this is a, a large sample size. 38 percent successful winning fights. So um, this year, only 33 percent. So uh, quite. Uh, this is a very late replacement. Plus, it's a. A debut, which which often I guess is the case for late replacement. So um, another thing going against Armfield. So Onama is our pick. Uh, Dave is also our pick. If you're ever searching uh, for some extra cash, uh, level with me, people. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives where we were a little light on, or a little tight or light on cash. Maybe could only afford to put a few gallons. Gallons. What country is this? We use liters here, but anyhow, gallons or liters of gas in your tank or you got another save the date and are wondering how you're going to afford a gift. That's where Dave can help you as well as our gambling picks. Of course, you can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. So here's what you do. Download the Dave app from the app store right now. It's D A V E sign up for an extra cash account. You get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees. Apply banking provided by evolve member of the FC FDIC, excuse me. If you're online doing that, make sure you use an IP vanish because did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. With added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prime eyes. That's why I use IP vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. That would be your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan. For our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, that's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Eyes. Take your privacy back today with a brand rate of 4.65 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. It's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right. Let's move along to what weight class should we move to now? Let's move to, to, to middleweights. How about uh, Cody Brunage versus Sean Gore? Um, like I said, this will be down from the last uh, last one's light heavyweight. We're going to move down to middleweights. Uh, so we got Mr. Vicious versus no nickname. Let's tell you about Brundage, Mr. No Nickname. First, um, seven and two, three knockouts, three submissions, but knocked out once. One and one in the UFC, one via submission. All one in the contender series. He's gone loss, win, loss, win over his last four. Was the regional champ, used to fight up at light heavyweight. Striking stats in his favor. Uh, but he has a negative strike differential of 0.33, plus 104 for him. 
Trayshawn Gore, Mr. Vicious, 3-1, one, one knockout, one submission, never been finished in a fight, 0-1 oh, in the UFC, 2-0 oh, in the Ultimate Fighter, three inches reach on Brennage, one page six times more active landing strikes, but these guys don't have much of a sample size here. He's been outstruck minus 3.67 strikes per minute, but that's just based off of one fight. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 125. I guess I'm going Gore, but really, I he's only up four fights, so I haven't seen a heck of a lot from him, and I do don't watch the Ultimate Fighter because no one watches it but Dan. I'm going to go Gore unless Dan has a reason why I shouldn't. I don't know that I have a reason that you shouldn't. I agree with you in like having kind of a limited view of how Treshawn Gore looks because here's the thing about Treshawn Gore and, and, and why I'm up and down on it. First of all, he, he looked really, really good on uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, he, he beat the hell out of Ryder Newman, like blasted that dude's face. Um, and then he beat up Gilbert Urbina. The, the problem with both of those guys is just like both of them were kind of a little green um, and, and definitely couldn't handle the punches he was throwing. Um, and, and then you follow that up with his fight with Brian Battle, which like, again, Brian Battle, uh, you know, he's good, but but kind of unproven in, in what we've seen him fight. You know, we saw him beat Petrovsky on the show, but, you know, like the show is kind of its own weird microcosm of a real fight world. So, like, I, yeah, I, I don't really know what to think of Treshawn Gore, but the thing I will say is Treshawn Gore had a little bit of trouble with the grappling of Brian Battle, um, which which is kind of surprising given that, uh, you know, like Brian Battle it was supposed to be in there is like the more – the, the less strong guy, the less good striker or the less good grappler. Um, but like battle took him down, which is, you know, already kind of alarming and spent three and a half minutes on top of him. Um, and, and yeah, like maybe he didn't do, he didn't do much in the, the striking realm there once it got to the ground, but it is kind of alarming that Trey Gore was held down that long by Brian battle, a guy who I don't think of as being a particularly, skilled wrestler and and he didn't get much of his own wrestling going in that time either uh and he's up against cody brundage a guy who's who's known for his wrestling he just tapped out dolce lugion bula uh so man it's such a tight fight which is why we see these odds here and we just kind of don't know a lot about it all that being said i sounded like i was shit talking trey gore that whole time i am gonna take him too you were yeah, I, I am going to take him anyway. Um, I, I think he's got the better, man, I, I think he's probably got the better boxing by a mile. And I think he's got enough wrestling that he's just going to stay out of trouble. And like Brundage, man, like is, is going to need that like big submission moment or something here to finish it. And and I like Cody Brundage, but I don't think he's going to get against Treshawn Gore. So I'm going to take Gore here, but uh, I, I don't feel good about this pick on either side of it, really. You were kind of downplaying Brian Battle too. He's uh, that loss is H ball um, for uh, for Gore as well. Battle maybe maybe he's still not a grappler, but uh, he's a relentless fighter. So uh, I don't mind him losing to that. So Cody Brennan is no Brian Battle. So we'll go with Gore at, as a slight favorite here, but doesn't sound like either of us are very confident in the pick. Um, all right, next one. Speaking of confidence in picks, women's flyweight Antonina Shevchenko versus Courtney. Casey, this listen to your podcast helped me realize which one of these fighters I have more confidence in, which changed my pick. Uh, we'll talk with Cast Iron Casey first. Ten and nine, three knockouts, four submissions. She's been submitted twice. Six and eight in the UFC. She's had a lot of hard luck with with decisions. Um, 
One in, she's won one of her last three and two of her last five. So one and two and two and three. However, she did win her last fight. You fight at strawweight. This one's up at flyweight, despite what you... Uh, actually, no. Uh, never mind. This one is at flyweight. Uh, three years younger than Shevchenko. More active striker. Positive strike differential. Plus 0.43. Plus four, 145. Coming back in Casey. La Pantera. Shevchenko. Sister of the champ. Nine and four. Three knockouts. One submission. She's been knocked out once. Submitted once. Three and four in the UFC. She's won two, lost two straight, excuse me, only won one of her last four. Last two fights she has been finished in. She's won and won the Contender Series, used to fight at a, up at Abandonweight, was a Muay Thai champion and a Taekwondo champion multiple times over for both of those. 2002 was her pro MMA debut. She's an inch taller than Casey. Her positive strike did retro of plus 0.84. Grappling stats in her favor, minus 175. I'm going with Casey. I just have more confidence in her performance. Even though she, like I said, she tends to end up on the wrong side of a lot of decisions. Hopefully, it doesn't work here. But yeah, Shevchenko just has not panned out in the UFC, especially looks especially bad as of late. Um, and I like getting some plus one here, so let's give me Casey. Yeah, I'm gonna ride with Courtney Casey as well. Uh, he, here's one of the things I don't particularly love about Shevchenko is like. It, she sometimes looks like she only wants to throw in the situations that she wants to throw in. Like you know, her like sister? She, um, no, because her, her sister creates situations for herself. I, I think the okay. problem I have with, with Antonina is she's like, I'm going to go throw some clinch strikes. And until she's in the clinch, she's not going to throw anything. Um, you know, like, or I'm going to go get some work done on the ground. And she's not going to do anything until it's there. Um, she, she doesn't really create her own opportunities. And the thing I've noticed lately about Courtney Casey, especially in the Liana Jojua fight, is she she knew she had gotten some some rough luck on the judges scorecards and whether you think all of those are rough luck or you know just some of them or or none of them maybe you just think she's she's a whiny complainer but like she she decided <laughs> I need to make these judges like me more and she does it with more volume and coming forward um and, and for that I really appreciate that because I think that that's going to give Shevchenko some problems here um also I saw. I'm trying to remember who exactly posted it. I think it was, uh, is it Aaron Bronstetter? Stetter, Aaron Bronstetter, the yes, Canadian guy. Yeah, the Canadian yep. dude. Um, yep. He, he. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I just looked it up. Courtney Casey threw 257 strikes against Liana Jojua. Um, that, yeah, that's, she's going to bring it. That's one of yeah, the that, reasons I'm picking her. She's going to bring it. Yeah, she's not afraid to bring it. So um, he, he posted, anyway, Aaron Bronstetter on Twitter that if you had put a hundred dollars on every women's underdog in in 2022 so far, you'd be up 900 bucks. Um, which like I, I mean, hey, let's ride with a women's underdog here. Uh, you know, like I in, in addition to thinking the breakdown works, it also the math works. So uh, yeah, I'll take Courtney yep. Casey here with you. What was that math again? Give it give it one more time. Yeah, it was all of the if you put a hundred dollars on every women's underdog. Uh, so far this year, for right. every fight, just every single underdog blindly put a hundred dollars on them. You'd be up 900 bucks on the year. Fantastic. Yeah. Someone mentioned on top trade, all that uh, uh, women's underdogs are coming through a big time. So there we go. Will Life we have man. another one coming up? Will we have <laughs> another one coming up? We'll see. I have a feeling Dan may be leading on another one coming up, but we'll see if I am. All right, let's move up, down, up, down, up. Yes. Up to Bantamweight. And we're switching genders. Bantamweights. Iman Zahabi versus Ricky Turkios. So we got pretty Ricky versus this, the brother of Faraz, I think is his nickname. Zahabi. Uh, let's tell you about Zahabi for 
Chris, eight and two, five knockouts, two submissions, but knocked out once. Two and two in the UFC, won his last fight via knockout. Has not fought in over a year, February of 2021. Sadly, that has been the story of his career. He does not fight very often. 2012 was his probably May debut, and he's fought a whole 10 times in the in the decade. Negative striking differential of minus 1.09 in the UFC, plus 155. Pretty Ricky, 11 and two, three knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, one and all in the UFC, went two straight in three of five. 2 0 on the Ultimate Fighter and the champion of the season. 1 0 on Bellator, regional champion. Inch of height, three inches of reach, six years younger than Zahabi, so all that in his favor. Two and a half times more active landing strikes as well. Uh, that's based off of one UFC fight, though. He, he outstruck his opponent in that fight of uh, 2.77 strikes per, per minute, so almost three strikes per minute. Grappling stats are also in his favor, small sample size, minus 190. Go ahead. So first of all, I'm just going to say, I'm going to take Ricky Tercios, but I really hate this number. Um, when when I saw, yeah, when I, when I saw this fight posted, I actually thought to myself, I was like, oh, sweet. They're probably going to underestimate Tercios here. And, and I actually kind of like him in this spot um, to win. So I was thinking like you, you might be able to grab him at like plus 110 or plus 120 um, and, and people would be sleeping on him. Does he have ultimate fighter hype? Is that a thing? Um, Maybe he's mesmerized people with with that cosmic way that he talks. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Like, there's not (laughs) much better, not not much better than listening to like a Ricky Tercios interview. But yeah, like I have always kind of been a person who's who's sort of championed uh, Iman Zahabi being an underrated guy. Uh, and I think he's being underrated again here at plus 160. I, I think if you personally out there are listening and you like Iman Zahabi, uh, pull the trigger on plus 160. I, I think that that's a, a reasonable play. I'm going to take Tercios just because I think like Tercios's grappling is going to bother him enough and Tercios's pace is going to bother him enough um, that he's just going to get after it. But yeah, like, uh, man, it, Tercios isn't a guy I'm circling for like a, a daily fantasy lineup. He's certainly not somebody I'm circling for a recommended play, but you know, ultimately I'm going to pick him to win this one. Yeah. I'm picking pretty Ricky as well, but uh, I second all of what Dan said. I'm not a fan of the number. So, all right. Main, main event of prelims. It's actually flyweight. Someone incorrectly said it's strawweight. So did yeah, you I change, thought, I thought change Calvillo, your pick? No, uh, it, it doesn't. So I'm glad you mentioned this because Calvijo had mentioned that she was thinking about going back down to strawweight and I'd never heard anything about Nina Nunes wanting to go up to flyweight. So I didn't even look it up and I just assumed they went down and I, I did get somebody sent me a correction afterwards saying, Hey, you know, that Nunes Calvillo fights happening up at flyweight. Nunes has gone up since then. Uh, I, well, I'll save some of my analysis for later, but you, you go ahead and run it down now. No, I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to dunk on you there. I just wondered if it changes changed things for you at all because Calvillo was struggling at, at straw weight so anyhow it, it, it does a little bit and I'll tell you how in a second <laughs> but it, it is nice to dunk on you once in a while because usually you're not wrong <laughs> I'm, I'm not wrong often no nah. no uh just ask his wife all right women's flyweight Cynthia Calvillo versus Nina Noons knee answer off all right we'll talk about Noons first do, do you know her nickname Dan um is it Strina or something yes, like that yes the Strina that's first I've I heard of that what does that mean I have no idea. <laughs> Strina. It's like not her name or okay. Anyhow, that's her nickname, the Strina. She's 10 and 7, four knockouts, two submissions. She's been submitted twice, four and four in the UFC, lost two straight fights, last one via submission. Has not fought since April 2021. Has not won a fight since 
she became a mother, I think. Last one was December of 2018. I think she's had their yeah, her and Menendez's child since then, right? She, she had her child in between the Tatiana Suarez and Mackenzie Dern right. fights. Right. So there you go. She lost to top shelf opponents, though. Uh, Dan just mentioned them. But still, has not, lo- has not won a fight. We're into the fourth year. Um, or it's almost been four years. Uh, 2010 was her debut in MMA professionally. Inchal and Calvillo striking stats in favor. She now strikes her opponents plus 1.14 strikes per minute, plus 128. Calvillo nine four and one two knockouts three submissions been knocked out twice. Six four and one the UFC. She lost three straight fights. Last two via TKO. Her last win was June of 2020. So over two years. By my math, these fight at straw weight. She missed weight twice in the UFC. Two years younger than Nunes. Straight, yeah, that, that's Calvillo. It's sneaky old. Uh, I remember I've spoke about that on a past podcast. Uh, Grappin stats in her favor. She outstrikes her opponent barely. Plus 0.17. Minus 155 on this. Um, my pick? I think it's my pick, right? It is your pick. All right. I flip-flopped to this. I think I flip-flopped again. I don't really have faith in either fighter because uh, Nunes is... It's, I went off of Nunes because it's been so damn long since she's won a fight. But I think I have more faith in her um, actually coming out and putting on a good performance than I have of Calvillo. Um, and once again, an underdog, women's underdog. So let's find, let's do it, Dan. I'm taking the Strina, whatever that means. I'm going to take Nina Nunes too. Uh, and, and when you said it was going up to flyweight, uh, I actually yeah. found more faith in Nina Nunes than I had before um, going up a weight yeah. class. Because, um, you know, first of all, I, I think... She, she was already kind of a, a big woman, right? She, she's like five foot five. Um, and I don't know if you've seen pictures of her. She's got a whole bunch of pictures on her Instagram working out with uh, Tony Gravely. And she's looking buff. She, she looks like she put a ton of muscle on. Um, so it's not just like, I'm sick of this weight cut. I'm going up to 25. It was like buff up and get to 125 the right way. And I will say this too. I think notoriously, the thing people underrate about Nina Nunez is like, she has incredible grappling defense. Like, I know we're talking about her getting submitted by Mackenzie Dern. She did stuff Mackenzie Dern once before that. So it was, you know, Dern officially goes one out of two. You go to the fight before that, Tatiana Suarez went four of 13 on uh, Nunez. That means Nunez stuffed Tatiana Suarez, one of the people who I think is one of the best wrestlers in women's MMA, period. She stuffed her nine out of 13 times. That's incredible. Go to her win before that when she fought Claudia Gedalia, another person with extremely good wrestling. Gedalia to a 10. So, like, we're here talking about Nina Nunes, somebody who's notoriously always had really good takedown defense. And she's outstruck a, a lot of those people. Like, she badly outstruck Claudia Gedalia. She put a, a absolute beating on Angela Hill on the feet. Like, she's just very sharp and technical on the feet. And she's got good takedown defense. I, I think people sleep on how good that is. And I also think that those two are the perfect recipe to beat somebody like Cynthia Calvillo, somebody who relies on her grappling and has kind of looked like a fish out of water on the feet, especially at flyweight. Like she's looked really bad at flyweight, which is part of the reason why I thought she was going back to strawweight. It's like, I, I don't think she looks good up there. She, she's been beat really badly by uh, granted, Caitlin Chokagian and Jessica Andrade, you know, not the worst losses in history, but then like got beat up by Andrea Lee really badly, which, you know, we've since found out that like 
beating up Andrea Lee like that is is maybe not as hard as it looks um, because Vivian Arruyo took care of her with no problem. So I I don't know what Calvillo is at this point, and I'm actually more confident and I know what Nina Nunez is. Yeah, that's basically what my breakdown was. Yeah, I'm just more confident in in Nunez coming through. I had a few picks like that where I just more confident in in the fighter over their opponent. Both, strangely, both women are going to be fighting way la- uh, lower level competition than they have in, in their past couple of fights. Because you mentioned uh, mentioned basically who's who of women's fighting that they've lost to in their last what uh, two fights each of them. So, um, but yeah, Nunes is our pick. So we agree on that. We gave you what two dogs? We both agreed on our dogs. Um, both women's. Maybe we're going to ride this trend until it's it. Uh, um, isn't a trend anymore and it's it turns on us uh, and destroys our bank wells but we're taking the women dogs here and that's our picks for the uh for the prelims we're done with the prelim picks already for you but we will be back in years before you know it back to you tomorrow with uh the main card picks uh hungry jong parlay do you have a juicy one for us this week dan i uh not as not as juicy as last week's but it, i've got some good well, ones in there hit so well it, last week part of it Part of it, the seven to one part, it. (laughs) It's true. It's true. So we'll we'll come with you, uh, come at you with all that. Episode 166. I'm sure there'll be some nonsense involved, probably. My voice holds out. Um, Until then, actually, you don't have to do much until then because it's going to be your ears in a few hours. But uh, you can read our stuff, sportsgamingpodcast.com. Follow our Twitter sites, SGPN MMA and Jeff Fox Writer and Gumby Vreeland. If you want to buy merch, buy our merch. If you want to, um, give us a review. Give us a review. I'm not going to, like I said, you're our guest. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but if you want to do it and you want me to give you a call out on the show, you want a show dedicated to you, then by all means do that. So uh, until we get into your ears again tomorrow, I will remain uh, Jeff Kokramanov Fox, and he will remain Gumby God Vreeland. And we will be back to in your ears in a couple hours. Bye.